Grace for Ridiculous Reality In this message, Pastor encourages that the iron gates will be broken in heaven and on earth when you are on fire for the Lord. This message teaches what to do when you face iron. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's open our Bibles tonight to Acts of the Apostles, the 12th chapter. <coughs> Pardon my voice. Amen. It's clear? It's good. Okay. Acts chapter 12. Acts chapter 12. That's in the New Testament. Acts chapter 12. And I'm going to read from verse 1 onwards. maybe from verse 7 and behold the angel of the Lord came upon him and a light shone in the prison and he smote Peter on the side and raised him up saying arise arise up quickly and his chains fell off from his hands and the angel said unto him gird thyself and bind on thy sandals and so he did and he said unto him Cast thy garment or mantle about thee and follow me. Amen. And the tenth verse. When they were past the first and the second ward, they came unto the iron gate that leadeth unto the city, which opened to them of its own accord. And they went out and passed on through one street, for with the angel departed from him. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Lift your hands and thank the Lord one more time for his word. Open your mouth and say thank you Jesus. Praise you Father. Glory to your holy name. Praise you Father. We magnify your name tonight. We thank you Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you Lord. In Jesus' name. Grace for ridiculous, ridic ridiculous, reality. ridiculous reality. Amen. That's the title of the message. Grace for ridiculous, ridiculous reality. reality. Amen. Hallelujah. Tonight will be a night in many people's life where iron gates that have shut you in will be opened by the power of the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. In Acts chapter 12, it says there, Now about the time Herod the king stretched forth his hands to wax certain of the church and he killed James the brother of John with the sword and determined in his heart to kill Peter also but the church earnestly prayed for him Acts chapter 11 is speaking about a move of the Holy Spirit in the place called Antioch a legitimate move of the Holy Spirit and you can't fake a move of the Holy Spirit It is in that move of the Holy Spirit in the church at Antioch 
Acts chapter 11 says, we Christians got the name Christians. They were called Christians for the first time in Acts chapter 11, verse 27. It says there, uh, sorry, it was 26. And when he had found him, he brought him unto Antioch, and it came to pass the whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people. And the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. It's a great move of the Holy Spirit. They got a name now. And every time you go up, the enemy tries to target you. The 12th chapter begins with the word saying, Herod, the king stretched forth his hands to kill or vex certain of the church, not everybody. The ones he feared that God would use mightily. The moment you get a name, the moment you are in the mood of the spirit, sometimes the enemy comes against you. But tonight, you have victory in the name of Jesus. The Bible says he killed James. You know, Peter and John were together. James and Andrew were supposed to be together. I heard a Bible preacher say that if Andrew was with James, James wouldn't have been killed because Paul and Silas in the prison, they worshipped. Prison doors opened. Miraculous deliverance. Here you find James all alone. Never allow the enemy to make you feel all alone or isolate you from the body of Christ. Because that is the easiest ways the enemy can destroy you. Now when they killed James, the Bible says they determined to kill Peter too, but the church began to pray earnestly. Amen. Whenever the church prays, things happen. Whenever you pray, God begins to move. Whenever you begin to trust the Lord and when you begin to worship Him and worship Him and pray, God's grace begins to flow. Amen. They killed James with a sword. Isn't it amazing? Look at the sarcasm. You know, the disciples were preaching and saying the word of God is a double-edged sword. And the enemy wanted to make sure that <clears throat> kind of mocks the church. They put Peter in a high-level security. And Peter was sleeping. Glory to God. Hallelujah. His very apostolic gift was sleeping. And the angel came. And the Bible says the angel came and said, Peter, wake up. You want to see a move of God? You want to see deliverance? You want to see a breakthrough? You better wake up. The angel came and woke up Peter. Every time you sleep, it looks like the enemy has got a mileage. But the moment you wake up, realize who you are in Christ. Begin to worship the Lord. Speak forth the word. The powers of darkness cannot prevail against your life. Say the powers of darkness cannot prevail against my life. In Jesus name. Amen. The angel came and said, gird yourself up. In other words, prepare yourself up. You want to be in a move of the spirit, prepare yourself up. 
Gird yourself up and put on your sandals. In the Old Testament, the disciples or the believers or the faith were called to lay aside their sandals whenever they approached God. But in the New Testament, you find put on your sandals. Get ready to preach the good news of gospel of Jesus Christ. Put on your shoes. Somebody is going to be a missionary. Somebody is going to go into the mission fields for the glory of God. Somebody is going to be used for the glory of God in ways that you never thought possible. If you're willing to prepare yourself, put on your shoes. Glory with the, with the gospel, the readiness to announce the gospel of Jesus Christ. God is going to use you. said listen I needn't even come your mantle is lying there put on your mantle you carry a mantle Peter you can make it out of this bondage you can make it out of the prison you can make it out of your misery you got a mantle you got an anointing come on just gird yourself with that mantle get up Peter And the Bible says, the angel of God began to open up the first gate and the second gate and the iron gate opened by itself. Glory to God. You know, I heard somebody say that the enemy always, uh, somehow, you know, you see in thermostat that which regulates the temperature anytime the temperature goes beyond a certain level it brings it down to the level that you have you know what do you say for that set it for it's the same way when you are on fire for God when you come to a certain level it almost looks like the enemy puts a thermostat into your mind and say no, don't go beyond this don't, don't go beyond this just, just, just stay in there so there are people who come to a certain level in their Christian life, used to have got to a certain level and suddenly they step down or they are regulated. That's what the prison is all about. There was a great move of the Holy Spirit. Herod didn't like it. The church has a name now. They're Christians. God is using them. Now he wants to regulate. He wants to be like an evil thermostat. But tonight that is broken over your life in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. 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 There is no point in coming to church and sleeping. There is no point in you sitting before this TV set, watching this message and dozing off. You wake up. You make sure that you are ready to put on that gospel, the readiness to announce the good news of peace as the shoes. And without you realizing, God will move angels to open doors that you could never open doors, that you could not open, and even pass the iron gate. Iron gates. Somebody say, iron gates are going to open. In Jesus' name. Leviticus 26 verse 19. It speaks about heavens being made of iron. Your prayers are not going beyond a level. It's like a thermostat. We hit it, it's come down. 
It seems like God is silent. It looks like God is not addressing the issues that you are going through. You are living in an environment where it looks like you are stuck. It looks like as if you are in a prison. In Deuteronomy 28, verse 23, it says there, The earth shall be of iron. In other words, not only the heaven, but the earth also. Iron on your feet. Nothing is productive. You're working hard. You're attending business calls. You're doing your promotionals. You're doing everything possible, but nothing is working. It looks like everything is barren. Tonight, open your mouth and say, In the name of Jesus, that is to break off from my life. Iron in heaven, iron under the earth. Somebody said, what, is, what do I do if I sense iron around me? Build a furnace. Get on fire for God. It will melt the iron. Glory to God. Tap into the anointing of the Holy Spirit. It will melt the iron. In the environment, everything around you, be on fire for God. Look at somebody and say, you look like you're getting hot. You look hot. <laughs> Get on fire for God. Deuteronomy 28 in verse 47 says, There shall be a yoke of iron kept on your neck when you disobey God. When you do not serve the Lord with joy, when you do not worship willfully, Deuteronomy 28 verse 47. Just read it fast, please. Because thou servest not the Lord thy God. Because thou servest not the Lord thy God with joy. With joyfulness. With joyfulness. And with gladness of heart. And with gladness of heart. For the abundance of all things. Uh Therefore shall thou serve thine enemies, which the Lord shall send against thee, Uh in hunger and in thirst, Mm. and in nakedness, and in want of all things. And he shall put a yoke of iron upon thy neck. And he shall put a yoke of iron on thy neck. See, I don't want to serve the Lord half-heartedly. You want to serve the Lord joyfully. You want to worship the Lord willfully. When you do that, no enemy can place a yoke on your neck. You cannot be a slave, you cannot be an addict, you cannot be in bondage. No enemy can put a yoke on your neck when you serve the Lord your God faithfully with joy. Amen. No yokes on, open your mouth and say, no yokes on my neck. 
I'm going to serve the Lord joyfully. I was glad when they said unto me, let's go into the house of the Lord. I am glad when I read the word of the Lord. I'm glad when I get an opportunity to praise the Lord. I'm glad when I have to usher in someone into the church. I'm glad when I have to tell somebody about Jesus. Lord, do the Lord's work with joy. Joyfully give unto God. Glory to God. The enemy cannot put a yoke on your neck when you are joyfully serving the Lord. Amen. Jesus said in the New Testament, if anybody is heavy laden, let him come unto me. Burden, let him come unto me. Let him take my yoke upon himself. For it is light and easy. Ooh. Hallelujah. I don't want to carry a heavy load. I want to carry the yoke that is light and easy. I want to take the yoke of Jesus Christ and follow him. Glory to God. 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 So in the scriptures, you will find this iron in different portions. Heaven's iron. Earth iron. Yoke of iron on the neck. Joshua 17 verse 18. Look at that for Joshua the 17th chapter verse 18. But the mountain shall be thine, mm. for it is wood, and thou shalt cut it down, and the outgoings of it shall be thine. Mm. For thou shalt drive out the Canaanites, though they have iron chariots, and though they be strong. See, the enemies have iron chariots. And these guys, the children of Israel, only have wood. <laughs> Glory to God. The world system has sophisticated systems. Advanced technology. And here you are walking with stick. Just praise the Lord, brother. Sometimes the church has to catch up. And there's a grace coming upon the church to catch up. Can you imagine that? Even on the media. Somebody eats 30 biryanis and 1 million views. Somebody eating 30 biryanis. <laughs> Somebody has prayed through the night and through the day fasted and prayed and preaching the living word of God. 30 views. Somebody is burping loud and everybody is watching that. One, huh? 10 lakh views. Glory to God. Somebody singing a song for the glory of God and 100 views. You see, there's something wrong. It looks like the world has got chariots. The church has got just sticks. Glory to God. The church has got too many Christians, you know. They don't want to advance. They don't want to move. They don't understand principles of power and growth and all that. If a man of God tells somebody in the church, okay, just stay here. Just usher in the people and just stay here. He wants to know how long, why can I go home? Is it important? Is there somebody else? I got a wedding to attend. You don't do that. 
when you understand why God would say to you through his servant to do something because tomorrow you're gonna face the devil you gotta face your own chariots that comes against your life and the devil is shouldn't say well he couldn't even wait on God's servant when God's servant asked him to do something so why should I obey you Jesus I know Paul I know but who are you Before God can do something through you, God has to do something in you. Before he breaks up chariots of iron in front of your eyes, he has to do something inside of you. Before he can use you in explosive power with signs, wonders and miracles, he wants to know whether you have poured water upon the hands of Elijah. have a servant's heart do you have a heart that is faithful because otherwise what you do will not build you or build a church it will destroy you Peter wake up you are an apostle Jesus gave you the keys what you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven what you lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven Peter, get up. Put on your shoes. Gird yourself up. Prepare your heart and your mind. Put on that mantle. For there are angels waiting to see glorious deliverances for your life. Glory be to the name of Jesus. Don't sleep. The disciples slept. Jesus is praying. Somebody wants bread, but you are sleeping. He's knocking at the door. Somebody wants to get saved in your flat, but you're sleeping. Somebody is crying at your door. Look at somebody and say, wake up, wake up. It's time to wake up. Amen. And stand up quickly. Stand up quickly and the chains will fall away. Just stand up quickly. Not lethargically take your time, think about it. <laughs> the angel is coming. Get up, get up, get up quickly. That's the word that is used. Get up quickly. You've got to walk with God. Say, I'm going to walk with God. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Look at somebody and say, I'm going to be Mr. Gorbachev. I'm going to make sure the iron curtains are removed forever. <laughs> Glory to God. The iron curtain. Responsible for the iron curtain being removed in Eastern Europe. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Every iron curtain in your family has to break. Every generational girl has to break. Glory to God. That prison that Peter lay has kept many a prisoner there. It is Herod, the fifth generation Herod who is in charge during that time. 
5 is symbolic of grace and herod in his heart decided to kill peter but you can't touch this peter you can't kill grace amen herod killed babies herod killed john the baptist john the baptist might have been put in that same prison for all we know but peter you can't touch peter because the church is praying glory to god glory to god glory to god that which destroyed others in your family cannot destroy you because you are under grace open your mouth and say i receive the grace of god that which destroyed other people cannot destroy me whether it be unemployment whether it be poverty whether it be cancer whether it be a generational curse whether it be diabetes whether it be the antichrist whether it be anti anointing whether it be anti church that will destroy others cannot destroy me because i am under the grace of god i'm going to rise up glory to god hallelujah amen glory to god hallelujah I'm going to rise up. Open your mouth and say, I'm going to rise up. I'm going to praise the Lord. Jesus made a way for me. The heavens are open for me. Because of the blood of Jesus. The earth will yield the increase. Psalm 69. Praise ye the Lord, O your people, that the earth might yield its increase. I will praise the Lord and worship the Lord and serve with joy that the earth will yield its increase. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise be to the name of the Lord. Look at 1 Samuel the 17th chapter. Verses 32. Uh, sorry, verses 7. Looking at David. And Goliath there was a man called Goliath from of God and the seventh verse says and the staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam uh-huh. and his spear's head weighed 600 shekels of iron 600 shekels of iron spear glory to God amen look at 32 to 34 verse And David said unto Saul, the, the, the NLT version of it is very nice. Let's read through the NLT. Psalms, I mean, 1 Samuel 17, 32 to 34. Don't worry about this, Philistine. Don't worry about this, Philistine. David said Saul, mm-hmm. told Saul, I'll go fight him. Don't be ridiculous, Saul replied. Don't worry about this, Philistine. David told Saul, I will go fight him. Don't be Grace for ridiculous reality when you face iron. Saul replied, there is no way you can fight this Philistine and possibly win. You are only a boy and he's been a man of war since his youth. Isn't that amazing? Saul looked at David and said, you're only a boy. If Goliath was a boy, maybe you could have if Goliath was another 13 year old, maybe you could have gone and won this. But Goliath, the reality is Goliath is a man of war. He's nearly 10 feet tall. 
he carries iron with him 600 shekels of iron his spear you won't face that but in Acts 13 verse 22 the Bible says there was a man after God's own heart his name was David God called him a man when Saul called him a boy Saul called him a boy God called him a aren't you glad that you're not called the way that people call you there's a way that God calls you glory to God Saul said you're a boy God said you're a man Peter I'm gonna kill him God said he's my apostle Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know, Chuck Swindoll, the man of God, he said 10% of what happens to us, I mean, I mean, it doesn't matter. 90% of, it doesn't matter what happens to us. That, that's only 10%. 90% is our response, our outlook, our perspective on what comes to us. You face iron bars, you face heavens of iron, see ground of iron, you see chariots of iron, you intimidated by all this, you see a spear of iron. What is your outlook, your perspective, your attitude when you see it? Glory to God. How do you see yourself? If people are going to call you boy, you should say, no, God calls me a man. I am mature enough, I am wise enough to see victory come. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, you cannot choose your giants. Do you know that? You cannot choose your battles. If we had an option of choosing our battles and choosing our giants, we would have chosen the ones that we can easily win. But you cannot. That's the reality of life. Battles choose you. And you can only see, how do I look at this? What's my perspective on this? How do I face this iron? I cannot change the circumstance. But let me allow God to change me. Don't limit God to the point where you ask God to do something for you, but you don't allow God to do something in you. You face a battle with sickness and you want oh, that cancer to go, cancer to go. Cancer will go. But for you to be a healing instrument, you have to allow God to do something inside of you. You say that the debt to go, debt to go, debt till go. But for God to use you as somebody who will help millions of others, you have to allow God to do something inside of you. When you face a battle, a challenge, David didn't plan for a fight. All that David was was trying to take food for his brothers. He was not prepared for a battle. He hadn't even heard of Goliath. 
you can you rarely choose your giants your fights your battles your storms you don't get to choose it but you got to choose to fight you got to choose to face it you don't make it a prayer list lord let me fight some giants today that's not a prayer list somebody something shows up if you don't fight that iron that comes against you with the grace of god you will fail you you will miss god doing something incredible through your life you will miss goliath falling in front of you so what you need to do to see the reality ridiculous reality manifested look at what david did look at what peter did peter had to wake up he had to gird up the mantle he had to prepare his mind he had to be willing to walk look what did david do look at the scripture once again 1 samuel 17:32 and i close with that 1 samuel 17:32 nlt version don't worry about this philistine look at somebody and say don't worry choose courage over worry say that with me i'll choose courage over worry over courage is not the absence of fear but in spite of fear you're willing to go forward are you with me sometimes you know you think absence of fear and you're like a robot and okay okay let me face my giants okay that's not how it happens you go through those fears you go through those insecurities you go through that not being sure i go through it but still you got to go forward In other words, fear doesn't have to be your anchor emotion. You're choosing courage, just choosing to go forward. Don't worry. Forty days, forty nights, this Goliath was coming with the spear of iron and saying the same thing. Isn't it amazing? The devil knows how to repeatedly bring the same thing into your life. the same temptation the same bondage it isn't right anything new he knows your weak point he bombards that you want to quit he will facilitate everything that helps you to quit you want to be disbelieving he will help you with that he will give you the right friends who will talk you out of your faith you want to lust he will bring the right people in front of you 40 days 40 nights repeatedly same thing he is going out and saying same thing and no, no wonder i mean there was a reason why Saul was afraid Saul saw this giant he looked at the reality and says i can't face this i mean Saul was somebody who was aware of his own weakness 
and everyone else's strength. He said, I'm not like David. I mean, he would say, I'm not like others. I have my weakness. And he stayed there. But God is raising up a generation that will face iron heavens and iron ground and iron chariots and iron prisons and iron spears who will not worry but who will have courage and say I will go forward in the name of Jesus God's grace is all that I need open your mouth and say God's grace is all I need I choose not to fear I choose to trust in the Lord I receive grace to face my Goliath I receive grace to face my giant hallelujah Amen. Worry can't change anything. Look at somebody and say, worry can't change anything. So choose courage over worry. Worried over what might happen. The devil wants you to retreat. Give up. And to play safe. But God is looking for a generation that will be like Peter and will be like David who will say, I choose courage to go forward. Take a step forward in faith. I choose courage to go forward. Amen. That is what faith is. Faith will always look ridiculous. Isn't it amazing? Hope will look unrealistic. Courage will look like a rare commodity. Till the miraculous happens. See God, before God did any miracle, God just gave an instruction. When you obey that instruction, the miracle came. But if you sit there and say, I just want the miracle, I just want to see Goliath fall, I just want to see iron gates open. I just want to see my children married and successfully placed in some place. It doesn't happen that way. God gives you an instruction. God gave no an instruction. Build a boat. What is a boat? Noah, just cut wood. Do what I tell you to do. Or sh- what I show you, just build it. Because it's going to rain. What is rain? It looks ridiculous. But Noah obeyed that instruction. Abraham, just go. Step out of your land, your family, your home, just go. Where? I will show you. It looks, see, it looks ridiculous. Just go. I will show you. What do I tell Sarah? I mean, you can't even take your, I mean, I can't take my wife out for dinner without telling her where we are going. Can you imagine Abraham? Leave your home, family, everything. Just step out. What do I tell Sarah? Where are we going, Lord? Where are we going with this? It's ridiculous. Elijah built an altar. Put a sacrifice. And pour water over it. What? For fire to come down, water over the Ridiculous. Elijah. You want to see water come forth for Israel? Don't look up. Look to the ground. Dig ditches. Don't look for the wind. 
or the storm just dig ditches what ridiculous I expect the rain to come from heaven to water these people but just dig you want to see water turn to wine just draw and place it in the jar water water just go draw water You want to see Lazarus raised? Just roll away the stone. What? What are you saying, Lord? He's been dead for four days. He'll be decaying. And you want me to look silly? See, faith will look ridiculous till the miraculous happens. You want to see a financial breakthrough? Tight. Ridiculous. What? <laughs> Tight? Yeah, put an offering. What? For financial breakthrough, I have to give up. <laughs> it looks ridiculous. You want to be blessed? Forgive your enemies. Do good to those who despitefully hate you and persecute you and speak bad about you. Do good to them. What? But you obey? Peter, get up. Wake up. Why? What's the use? I'm ready to go to heaven. But Peter, get up. Wake up, Peter. Gird your loins. Put on the shoes again. What? Take that mantle. There's a calling of God over your life. Do what I tell you and what you cannot do, I'll do for you. The doors will open. The iron gate by itself opened. There is grace flowing. The grace of God has appeared to all mankind. to deny ungodliness Titus 2 and verse 11 the grace of God instructs you look at Titus 2 verse 11 just read it through for the grace of God that bringeth salvation the grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared to all men that has appeared to all men Teaching us, teaching us that denying ungodliness, denying ungodliness and worldly lust, and worldly lust, we should live soberly. We should live soberly, righteously, righteously, and godly, and godly in this present world. In this present age, the grace has instructed you. Why? Everybody is sleeping around. Everybody is living ungodly. Everybody is fooling around. Everybody is drinking, doping. Why? Because you're called of God. Faith will always look for possibilities in the impossibilities. 
David, you have no sword. David, on a hand-to-hand combat, you cannot win. You are a boy. That's what Saul said. It's ridiculous. He's a man of war. But David said, there's another way. Faith looks for possibilities. He's got an iron, a spear, but there is another way. Amen. Faith is not moved by what is seen. When challenges come, you don't look at those challenges. You don't look at how big Goliath is. You look at how big your God is. There is always an excuse you can have for not fighting your giant, for not fighting your Goliath. If you say you can't, everybody will say you're right. Saul said, I told you. David's brothers would say, I told you. Christian Doesn't the devil say that to you? You're too weak, man. But if you say you can do it, you will be right too. That's faith. That's what David did. He who looks into the clouds will never sow. If the weather was favorable, you don't need faith, do you? But you need faith. You look at those same issue in a different way. That's what faith is. Saul looked at it in a particular way. I can't do it. David looked at the same problem. I can do it. I do not know what your challenges are tonight, but let faith come alive. Open your mouth and say, faith comes alive in me. Amen. Faith is creative. Faith will give you a new tool. Faith will give you new hope. I'll go with a slingshot. He's too big for me to miss. Amen. Amen. David, you are a boy. It's important who you allow to speak into your life. If you choose the wrong people to speak into your life, they will never encourage you to face your giants. You know, week after week you hear soul in your workplace, in your home, on the net, wherever. And then on the weekend you hear a preacher preach to you. (laughs) And tell you, you can go forward. You can win. You can finish the race. You can serve God. You can lead a victorious life. You can have healing in your body. God can use you. What will you believe? You don't have to make everybody believe what you believe. You don't have to make everybody see that you are a man. Are you with me? You don't have to prove to anybody. It's not your job to convince somebody, not even soul, you're a man, yeah. You think I'm a boy, I'm a man. Let me show you. You don't have to do that. We don't live our lives to prove our haters. We are conquerors. (laughs) Because 
it doesn't matter what people think about you are you are you with me people will only see you as who you were people only see you through your mistakes people only see you the way they want to see you but you have to see yourself the way god sees you god created you and he calls you a man he calls you more than a conqueror verse 34 and i close with it 1 samuel 17 verse 34 nlt bible Thirty-four. Yeah. But David persisted. David persisted. Say that with me. David. David persisted. Persisted. I will persist. Say that with me. I'll persist. I that word persist. means to push back. Yes. As a spear of iron, but I'm going to push it back. Samson took that gate of iron over the city. Are you with me? Amen. Goliath is not your death sentence. Peter, that prison is not your death sentence. But that is the place for your elevation, for your promotion, for you to see the supernatural, to see the hand of the Lord move forth for you. Get up and persist and push back. Amen. That word Goliath in Hebrew means to uncover, to reveal yourself, to make yourself known. See any time you face a battle in your life whether whatever kind of battle it will reveal who your enemy is it will reveal who your god is and it will reveal who you are Amen Praise be to the name of the Lord See I do not know about you but any time you gone through a battle you come out suddenly you realize that is not Goliath is that big problem Can you imagine you know for me when I went to nursery ABCD was so hard it was like the biggest challenge in my life I cried my way to nursery my mother literally dragged me I had to attend seven in the healing retreats just to forgive her for forcing me into nursery But today ABCD is easy. Are you with me? <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Your Goliaths, the moment you have victory, it will be easy. You say, "Hey, what? The Lord was for me. I realized certain part of me that I never knew before, and I realized the enemy is not as big as it seems." I close with the scripture Romans 8:37. We know that scripture. We are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. We are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus who loved us. The Greek word there actually means more than conqueror means stronger after the fight. Hallelujah. Strength after the race. better after the conflict can you imagine that how many of you do not know you gone through something and you come out and you suddenly realize hey i am much more stronger after that battle after that challenge as more than a conqueror through jesus